This is Northland Outdoors Radio. Well, you are tuned in to Northland Outdoors Radio. Congratulations. I'm Brett Tebow and Amundsen, and it is that time of year. Actually, it's a little early to be that time of year, but nonetheless, here we are. Spring. Birds are migrating, ice is melting, and the bugs are coming back to life. I saw a friend in northwest Wisconsin post a picture on Facebook the other day of a wood tick saying it was one of 2,000 that he saw. Now, he may have been exaggerating <laughs> a little bit. I hope, I hope he was exaggerating a little bit. You never really know. With ticks and mosquitoes and the diseases that they carry, I thought I'd get an expert on the show to tell us a little bit more about what is buzzing around the Northland. Emma Moore joins us now. Emma is a pediatric physician training to be a specialist in infectious diseases at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Emma, thanks for being on the radio show. Thanks for having me, Brett. When mosquitoes get real active, <laughs> does, does your phone ring a lot from friends that say, hey, I just got bit. I'm freaking out. <laughs> well, not specifically that question, but we definitely see an uptick in cases in the hospital of people with illnesses from mosquito-borne diseases. Sure, I bet. And it seems like every couple of years we hear about something else that mosquitoes are passing around. Uh, fortunately, it seems like the majority of them are in other parts of the world, but they have gotten some headlines here like West Nile, of course, and this year it's Zika. What exactly is Zika? Well, Zika is another virus, just like dengue virus or West Nile virus. Um, it's transmitted by mosquitoes, certain kinds of mosquitoes, and it causes an illness, much like these other mosquito virus illnesses, like fever, muscle aches, uh, sometimes rash. And specifically with Zika, one of the things that can tell it apart from these other viruses is conjunctivitis, or just red eyes. How is Zika spread? So Zika is spread by mosquito bites. Um, there's certain kinds of mosquitoes that carry Zika. They are Aedes Different, a couple different species of Aedes mosquitoes, uh, and they are most common in tropical regions of the world, so where it's really warm, and for the U.S., that applies because some parts of the southern U.S. have some of these Aedes uh, mosquito species. So do we, do, do we see those kind of mosquitoes around here very often? No, we don't see the kind of mosquitoes that carry Zika virus, the, Aedes, the specific Aedes species, up here in Wisconsin or Minnesota. The far, farthest north they get is about mid-Illinois. Could somebody carry, uh, carry the virus, get bit by one of the mosquitoes we have up here and have that mosquito pass it along? I mean, what, what, are, what are the odds that it'll, it'll make its way up here? Well, if we start seeing migration of the mosquito species that carry Zika virus, these specific AD species, up into Wisconsin and Minnesota, that's a possibility. But when they've looked at mosquito populations over the decades, the CDC has come up with some really nice maps showing the distribution of these mosquitoes. So I think that would be pretty unlikely to have mosquitoes up here in Wisconsin and Minnesota transmitting Zika virus. What are the symptoms of the Zika virus? Yeah, so the most common ones, fever, rash, <clears throat> muscle aches, conjunctivitis or that red eyes. Um, most of the time, people don't feel sick enough to have to go to the hospital. So, how, I mean, is it something that they just, they just get over or how does that, uh, or what, what ends up happening? Yeah, most people just get over it. And there's actually no specific medicine that you take that makes the Zika virus infection go away. <laughs> so there's not much you can do, even if you're diagnosed no. with it. 
Exactly. <laughs> well, that was researchers are working on that. That was my next question: is you know what what kind of treatment is there? What do you do? Somebody comes in and says, "Yeah, you, well, uh, you've got the Zika virus, and uh, so just go home, <laughs> lay down on the couch for a while, turn on the TV, drink lots of fluids." I mean, what do you what do you tell a guy at that point? Well, a lot of the time we do what we call symptomatic care. So we try and make you feel better by taking care of your symptoms. So if you feel bad when you have the fever, well, we can take some fever medicines. Um, and the muscle aches, that would hopefully get better with some of the medicines we give you for fever too. But, yeah, it's unfortunate. I wish we had a medicine for this virus and other viruses like this, but we just don't yet. So just don't get bit by a mosquito is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Do your best to keep those mosquitoes away. Yep. Emma Moore is our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio. She's a, a physician training to be a specialist in infectious diseases at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. What studies are you doing to learn about the Zika virus? Well, this is the really exciting part, I think. So, um, obviously, it's very hard to study Zika virus in humans when I'm not going to go and get a bunch of people here in Wisconsin and try and give them Zika virus. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't be very ethical. <laughs> So um, we are actually using the next best thing to try and figure out how to help the Zika epidemic that's going all around South America at the moment. And we are using certain kinds of uh, non-human primates. And we are developing an animal model for Zika virus infection. So, you, uh, so you're just basically studying these, these primates that are getting sick and seeing what, what works and what doesn't? Yeah, so um, no one's developed uh, a non-human primate model before for Zika virus, so we have to figure out what dose of the Zika virus infects the monkeys, uh, figure out you know, how many days after infection they still have the virus in their blood, in their urine, and even the fluid that goes around their brain and their spinal cord, and then how long it takes them to get better. What about other mosquito-borne illnesses, like, say, West Nile? Now, West Nile seemed like it was a big story a few years back, and it's still obviously in the news. We found out that maybe young children and the elderly were the most susceptible to it. Is that still true, or has it slowed down? Has it picked up? What's going on with West Nile? Well, West Nile would be definitely more likely to obtain in Wisconsin and Minnesota than Zika virus. But, yeah, you're right. In 2012, that was the biggest uptake of West Nile virus. Since then, it's really come down. And I'm looking at the Wisconsin Department of Health Services uh, webpage that they have up here. In 2012, Wisconsin had 57 cases of West Nile. In 2013, it went down to 21. And in 2014, it went down to 6. So it's really decreased since the 2012 season. What are, what are some of the other, are there other common illnesses caused by mosquitoes across Wisconsin and Minnesota? So there are other illnesses. I wouldn't say they're as common as West Nile, but other things we can see are lacrosse encephalitis virus, another one carried by mosquitoes. Um, more rarely you can see St. Louis encephalitis virus. Um, I would say those are the ones we'd most likely see, but really they're not as common as West Nile viruses. What do those viruses uh, do? What are the symptoms like? Well, how serious are they? So they're a little bit like Zika virus in that they cause fever, muscle aches, sort of make you feel fatigued. Sometimes you can have some swollen lymph nodes. So most of the people have a mild illness like that, but some people have um, a neuroinvasive illness where they actually get encephalitis um, or meningitis, or sometimes they have uh, paralysis that usually gets better. Those are the more severe cases, but they don't happen as often. Talking with Emma Moore here from the University of Wisconsin-Madison on Northland Outdoors Radio. 
What about wood ticks? You know, it seems like Minnesota, Wisconsin, kind of ground zero for wood ticks and deer ticks. And wasn't there some news recently about wood ticks? Uh, I don't know. Was it a new disease or a new? There was a. There's something in the news about wood ticks recently. Well, I know deer ticks are definitely the ones that transmit the most um, tick-borne illnesses, like Lyme disease or Babesia or Lichiosis. I haven't heard specifically about a wood tick disease. Maybe, maybe it was we'll find that out here. Yeah. Yeah, that might have been what it is. Well, what about Lyme disease? It seems like more and more cases of, of Lyme disease have been getting diagnosed. Is it is it either people don't realize that they've got it, or doc, why, why can't doctors seem to get the diagnosis correct? Well, the testing for Lyme disease is sometimes a little bit difficult, and you have to catch it in the right part of illness in order for your test to actually mean something. Um, I think part of it may be that people um, sort of don't come in with all their symptoms right away and it's hard to put the puzzle together initially and then you get the test and try and put it put all the pieces together um, actually looking at the CDC website for the number of cases of Lyme disease it sort of fluctuates um, Wisconsin is one of the states with the highest number of cases in the US um, so between 1500 and 2500 cases of Lyme disease in the US every year Minnesota has a little bit less, um, maybe around a thousand or so, maybe a little bit more than that in Minnesota. So it's definitely pretty uh, prevalent and probably more so than even the West Nile virus that I was talking about earlier. Absolutely. You know, I, I, we've got a cabin in northwest Wisconsin. We've had it for 30-some years. Just about, oh, yeah. just about all of our dogs have had had Lyme disease, and, and uh, I know, you know some family members that have had it. Now I live in Brainerd, Minnesota, where <laughs> everybody I talk to up here knows somebody that's had Lyme disease, and, and it's been pretty debilitating for some of these people as well because it, it seems to go undiagnosed. What, obviously, the bullseye is what you kind of look for around a tick bite, but is there, is there, are there other symptoms? Is there something else people can do to try to, try to narrow it down to say, hey, yeah, I, might, I, sh I should go get tested for Lyme disease? Well, if you know that you are in an area with lots of deer ticks and your dog has it or you found it on yourself or another family member, you're probably pretty likely to have been exposed to a tick even though you don't recall a specific tick bite. It's actually interesting. A lot of people that end up having Lyme disease don't recall a specific tick bite on them or finding a tick bite, but they're just in an area with a lot of ticks. So having a high index of suspicion I think is pretty important. Um, other things to think about, just besides having that bullseye rash, you can also feel sort of have fatigue and chills, fever, headache, muscle and joint aches. Some more of the severe cases, you can have like a big swollen red knee. Um, in, in some other people, you can have actually sort of like a Lyme meningitis picture where you get really bad headache um, and you can have signs of meningitis. Wow. Well, it's it's wood ticks, deer ticks, mosquitoes for for those of us that live here in the yep. land and spend time out in the out in the fields and in the woods. Definitely a part of our lives up here. Emma Moore from the University of Wisconsin Madison. Madison, I think most people are ready for spring, but you have to be ready for what spring brings as well. And I appreciate you uh, giving us some information on the Zika virus and of course uh, Lyme disease and everything else. And thanks for being on the radio show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Northland Outdoors Radio is a division of Forum Communications Company and broadcasts across the Northland on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network. If you have a story that we should talk about, let us know at northlandoutdoors.com.